Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, tunnel detective. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I got a note on my windshield today. Oh, you know, those are, those are in my experience, notes on windshields are usually good. It's usually yeah. just to say, like, hey, keep on keeping on. We're all in this together. Or, or like, I notice you got your windows tinted. It's probably <laughs> cooler in there now. <laughs> Clean car. Yeah. Did you, did you go with the ceramic? Ooh la la. <laughs> Great park job. I did, Jordan. I went with the ceramic. He said it doesn't matter how dark it is, it makes it the same amount of cool if you get the ceramic, oh. even though it's an extra 100 bucks. I said, what's $100 uh, to a, a five-year-old Volvo owner like me? Yeah. That's a fun um, tip about window tinting. I know. Got to get that ceramic. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you, Jordan. This man came over and put tint in my windows. He did a great job. He had a lot mm. of stars on Yelp. He was very nice. It was more affordable than I expected. And it got so much cooler inside my car that I just had him come over two weeks later and do it to my wife's car. (laughs) I was so grateful to this man. This tent man. (laughs) I'm basically at the point where anyone who will come to my house but not in my house and do anything Mm. well, I will give them any amount of money. (laughs) Have you just thought about having him tint other things around the house, (laughs) like the mailbox, garbage cans... Tint them all. There's an ant man who comes. And the ant man, I, I'm so grateful to see him every time he comes to my house because I have to call, go let him in the gate so he can, so he can spray his ant juice on my... Right. Uh, you know, they use pheromones to attract ants. Mm-hmm. And so he has to spray his... So they attract the ants before they kill them? I don't know. I mean, I'm not an ant man. That seems... I mean, that just seems cruel. I'm more of a the wasp. Right. So anyway... I'm excited to have anyone come to my house, mm-hmm. uh, not least of whom is whoever left this on my windshield. And I want to be clear, I've mentioned this on Jordan Jesse Go before, but I live on a very quiet street. My street only has a house every third lot uh, because mostly it's people's backyards. It's basically an alley. Uh, it's up against the side of a hill, uh, so there's no houses on the other side of the street. The street's very narrow and about... 200 feet past my house, it turns into a very difficult to navigate dirt road. Uh, This is all in the city of Los Angeles. And so no one drives down my street. Like the only reasons that people drive down my street is because they're 17 year olds looking for a place uh, to, uh, to use light drugs. Right. So that's when you invite them in your rec room. Daddy's rec room. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I just bring them in the back of the van. Oh, okay. So this is what I got under my and this is this is maybe like two by three or three by four inches very small Mm -hmm. the headline is where are the tunnels that's underlined so you know it's important it says since 2013 an anonymous organization has been using (laughs) shell companies to buy property en masse in downtown los angeles this is handwritten by the way this is printed this is printed on i'm gonna say this may be laser printed, Jordan. This I will say that printing makes it 80% less terrifying. <laughs> handwritten, be... handwritten just amps up the terror to the situation so much. 
It would be a lot of it would be a lot of text to to block print. Right. I mean, the truly terrifying would be if we got this paragraph of text and it was in that uh, you know letters cut out of magazines. Mm, yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, sorry. You were getting, so you were you were saying about the shell corporations. Yeah. So they've been buying property in Mass in downtown Los Angeles. Right. Sure. Sure. As of now, they've purchased an estimated thirty formerly decaying sites. Be aware. This organization is secretly constructing a vast underground tunnel network. These tunnels could be located anywhere, Jordan. Possibly below one's feet at any given moment. What is their intended use? What do they look like? And what are their exact locations? Please post any available information using hashtag DTLA tunnels. You, I, I mean, we were we were joking about the Marvel character, but this does sound like the plot of an Ant Man movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get Hank Pym on the case, Jordan. They could be anywhere, possibly they could be below anywhere. one's feet at any given wow. moment. Wow, I could be standing on top of a fucking filthy tunnel right now, and I don't even know it. These tunnels come into our communities. Tunnel gases could be leaking up into my home where my cat lives. Now, Jordan, don't get obsessed with this. It's easy to get what I call tunnel vision. Right. <laughs> I think we should introduce our guest. Yeah. And find out if he has any insight into this. A tunnel expert. T- tunnel situation. <laughs> From the boring company, it's Elon Musk. <laughs> so we're all going to spark up a do before we get this convo rolling. Jordan, I, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a big Elon Musk lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of all the many things that Elon Musk has done for attention, uh, starting a tunnel digging company and naming it The Boring Company, I actually kind of support that. I think that's pretty fun. To me, that is pretty fun. That and Cybertruck. I like both of those things. Cybertruck's pretty good. Yeah, if those were the only two things Elon Musk ever did, he'd be a net positive. But the problem <laughs> is, he did all those other things. Ah, oh, he's done so many things. And then he said various things. Yes, he said them. Our guest on the program is known... Grimes seems nice. ...as comedy's Elon Musk... A longtime comedy writer for many outlets, a writer of uh, uh, many great television programs, including a brand new one that we're just about to learn about. Uh, he's also the author of uh, several comic books and, of course, an audio comedy series starring Weird Al Yankovic, our friend Rob Kuttner. Hi, Rob. Hi. It's great to have you here. Is that, was that creepy enough? I can, I can, go, I can go creepier. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's actually, can we get some options on that creepiness? Maybe just get, give us one that's like an eight, but then <laughs> give us one that's like a four. I'm in a tunnel underneath your feet, Jordan. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. You hit me where I live. <laughs> in a tunnel underneath your feet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, you, you're in your apartment right now, but you live in a tunnel under your apartment? I rent tunnel space, actually. (laughs) Four square feet of tunnel. Jesse, I'm a millennial. I'll never own my own tunnel. (laughs) Too much fucking avocado toast. You you moved into your parents' tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah, I had to move back. Yeah, during the pandemic, I had to move back into my parents' tunnel. (laughs) I saw a great documentary once about people who live in tunnels. This is not a joke. This is just a a Mm. documentary that I saw one time. As I recall, the music was by DJ Shadow. Again, not a joke. An actual memory, I'm thinking. Okay. Oh, you know, I think I think I saw this with you in college. Really, Jesse? That was that was the Peter Rabbit movie. 
I'm sorry. What's <laughs> <up>? <laughs> yeah, the documentary about the talking rabbits with the voice of James Corden, I want to say. That's always a good guess. <laughs> and it wasn't original music by DJ Shadow. It was instrumentals from his hyphy album. Uh, Rob, I wanted to compliment you um, in person or in, on the podcast, as close to in person as, as, as one can get. Um, some might even say this is more personal than in person. Um, I wanted to compliment you on the like on on the the dadding that you do on Facebook. It is really very good. Uh, that is, um, is there a faint praise, Emmy? Is that a <laughs> no? I I mean, I, listen. I have a lot of other things I could I could say about you and your you know life and career. I'm a big fan, but in particular, I do like seeing updates on Facebook from the cutner house which weird is that i live alone without kids that's the that's the <laughs> <laughs> this just this just took a handwritten note kind of turn <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it because it's uh it's it's one of the few outlets of sanity that we have in this situation is to to share our weirdness with everyone else what kind of dadding are you doing on Facebook, Rob? <laughs> I have so many families. That have- Rob, I consider you I consider you a favorite Twitter friend, but I don't think we're Facebook friends. Uh, Uh-oh. Oh, Jesse, that's where the dad shit is. <laughs> no. That's actually Facebook's slogan, where the dad shit is. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then underneath, just in, in smaller text, it says, crazy uncles. <laughs> <laughs> a kind of dad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Often a unless kind of dad. Unless they're childless uncles, I guess. So, so, so uh, Jordan, my question for you is, does this make you less or more likely to want to become a dad yourself based on what you're, you're seeing from my uh, dispatches, from the, my Edward R. Murrow-esque dispatches? <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes me pine for, pine for daddom. I mean, as listeners to this podcast know, I got to get a son. I don't have a son. I got to get one. I wish you could get yourself a son. That's what vans are for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But I have vans. I have checkerboard slip-ons. I have a custom Simpsons pair. I uh, have the old school comfy cush. Conversely, that will keep you away from reproducing, actually. So Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do you think this might be what's standing between you and getting a son? Hmm, let's see. Well, <laughs> let's see. I'll start wearing another brand of sneaker, one that does not have the entire Simpsons cap <laughs> on it. And uh, we'll see. Wait, we'll see. Has, hold on. But, but not the characters, the voice have... actors, right? You have the voice actors. Yeah. Does it have the cast or the dramatis personae? It does, yeah. It has uh, Julie Kavner. Cast Lynette in the house. Oh, man, I got Yardley Smith on the souls. <laughs> I'd take a Yardley Smith. She seems like a cool lady. You know, we've been, we've, we've been watching The Simpsons with my uh, my seven-year-old son. Here we go. Dad time. Dad time. And because uh, of, of the Disney Plus and... Um, we started watching it from the beginning, and he's right at the age where he can kind of, you know, he appreciates, he doesn't get all the references, but he appreciates the spirit of it, likes the humor. And it is astonishing how many things they use uh, Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria for, like how many characters. And I don't mean like the regulars that you know. It's like every time there's a guest character, it's like, well, hello, I'm a new guest character on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you do obsessively watch it, um, which I couldn't recommend more highly. Yeah. Um, you do realize the kind of little flips on that same regular guy voice that you hear. I mean, they already drew lots as to who has to talk to Harry Shearer over the satellite line to New Orleans. (laughs) And whoever lost is like, might as well get the most I can out of this. He's going to read from the newspaper at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to listen to his Tom Brokaw. Uh Uh-oh. 
He's he's going beneath the fold. He's going beneath the fold. <laughs> he's putting on a Zydeco record. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to Zydeco. Zydeco's fun. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Good good thing to have uh, as my friend uh, my friend Pete's uh, mom had for your 50th birthday party. Yeah. You know, that's a good, yeah, get yourself a Zydeco band. I do, I do love that one Zydeco song. <laughs> I mean, the one. Oh, yeah, sure. How would you compare it in your esteem to the reggae song? <laughs> Guys, if you're talking about <laughs> musical styles with one song, you can't beat the didgeridoo song. <laughs> you know, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you know there's a 10-hour there's a loop of, of just one didgeridoo <laughs> note on YouTube? Just one guy, just, just this one. This is the kind of things my son brings to me, kind of gifts. <laughs> like a cat with a dead sparrow? <laughs> yeah, he discovers things in the universe and shares them. He, yeah, sons think their dads can't find their own YouTube videos, so that's why they... Yeah, I see, son, that's more of a didgeridon't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, save it for Facebook, my friend. <laughs> what, yeah, what, yeah, what else? Because your son is of the like prime YouTube age, right? Yeah, he's like at the age where it's all YouTube Minecrafters, like these these twenty five year old bros who just scream about YouTube. All I mean Minecraft all day long and live these yeah. in these mansions in Texas and drive Lamborghinis and. <laughs> we I think our kids watch the same. We, they must. Brian, I don't want to plug this person, so I'll mm. say it and then you bleep it out, Brian. <laughs> Does your child watch? Love you. Yes. Oh, my God. Who's, who's like Voldemort with a nose, right? It is the worst content of any kind I've ever seen in my life. I would rather watch The Triumph of the Will. <laughs> like, wow. It is really, it is really, he's just yells. And yeah. he's just exactly that mm. amount of handsome <laughs> that is like just enough, but not too much. You know what I mean? Right. And there's this sort of like girlfriend in the picture sometimes too. Like there's all these things going on behind the scenes. You know, like what's really happening there? <laughs> and then they do pranks. They do pranks yeah. on each other all the time. And the pranks have convinced my children that they should do pranks on each other. But Uh-oh. my children don't know how pranks work or what they are <laughs> or how they how they operate. And so it just ends up being my my kids doing things to hurt each other. It's oh, horrible. That never would have happened without YouTube. Otherwise, it would have been, you know, book groups, grooming. Right. Science experiments. Well, normally siblings group. get along swimmingly, is my understanding, as an only child. <laughs> um, what do you think the kids are responding to? Like, what is it about this this YouTube guy that they like? I mean, in a way, they're kind of like, honestly, they're kind of man-children, right? Like, they're sort of like, they're doing all the things that the kids wish they could do, but they have agency and money, and they're, you know, I guess successful at it, and they have millions of followers and all, so they're kind of living the dream, right? Oh, yeah, sure. They really do, like, when Rob says that they drive Lamborghinis, they do. They really have Lamborghinis that they show in the videos to children. I've worked in the YouTube space. I'm aware of the <laughs> strange amounts of money that are flying around it. No, the worst part of that is following them. My son calls it a Lambo. Wow. <laughs> is a Lamborghini oh. still the coolest car or did it cuz I mean, no. I, you know, cuz like Lamborghini was like something in my childhood that like 
a dirtbag kid would have a poster of, you know? <laughs> yeah. We all were desirous of Lamborghini Diablos and Ferrari Testarossas. Sure. I think the I think the one it's, that it's the Ferrari dirt- Testarossa, technically. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like Rob. attorneys general, yes. <laughs> uh I think the Lamborghini Countach was the one I always heard about. Oh sure. That sounds like a sounds like a Ted Nugent name for a sports car. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a, something Ted Nugent saying, and you're not sure if it's a slur or not. Right. He's kind of he's kind of doing a trial balloon with that one. Right. They talk a lot uh, on these videos about what girls do in Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Like how like how how girls girls do Minecraft different than boys? Yeah, it's horrible. They're like itty stand up comics, but <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I wish I had enough Minecraft pulls to do a hacky like. So, you know, how about these ladies? They be, I don't know, but I don't know enough about Minecraft. Mining, mi- making bricks out of dirt. Ne- Nether portal, redstone. I could just list items, I think, like a like a haiku. I'm just, honestly, it has gotten to the point in my life where if my six-year-old wants to read, wants me to read to him from his, like, early reader books that are just stills from episodes of pokemon (laughs) i am grateful because it means that i am not reading to him from books of minecraft builds oh my god these are his sole interests sole interests just a description of a minecraft build I have to. I have to say though, it it does pay dividends to some extent. Like I, I do feel like they learned something. Like like my son went to a birthday party, which is a Minecraft party back when. Remember when there was parties? Remember parties? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was at one of these. Like I mean, I don't personally. <laughs> no, but no. I I had heard about them. Yeah. I meant like the wig party and the, the. Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely. Bull moves all the way in my case, but yeah, go ahead. We uh, we went to this party and uh, at the end of the party, so we leave the kids there. They're doing Minecraft, and uh, I, I come in to pick him up at the end. And, and the instructor, who's this, you know, he's basically a teen, I think, and he he, he pulls me aside, puts his arm on my shoulder, and he gives me the um, he gives me the your boy's got something special talk. Oh, mm. like your he's your son is a Minecraft prodigy. He's a he's a, yeah, he's a Minecraft prodigy. So that wow. that could lead to literally fives of things, I think, in life. <laughs> Rob. This is your ticket to a Lambo, baby. <laughs> Pull that kid out of school. Get him get him crafting 24-7, and you are riding in a Lambo by 2021, my friend. I just, I can feel it. Wow. The, the other thing I think, and I don't know if this has happened in your family, Rob, that has definitely happened in my family, is I think some combination of these YouTube videos and quarantine... You know, my my son, uh, my son Oscar has only actually visited with one child his age in six, in the last six months. Um, that combination has led to my son narrating everything he does. <laughs> wow! Like he's his, he's his own influencer. Yeah, he is influencing himself. He just <laughs> talks through whatever he's doing. Right. And he tells he tells he tells his mom to smash that like button. Too. <laughs> yes. Ah, Jordan oh, pulls it out. Pulls the lingo. Out. I, I like I've it. I've worked in the YouTube space. All right. I just like don't know subscribe. about Minecraft. Like and subscribe. Did um, Jesse? Do you ever think maybe your son is just like a burgeoning NPR journalist? It's entirely possible. You know, oh, yeah, now sure. that I think about it, there, he does have a lot of atmospheric <laughs> audio around. Mm. 
No matter what he's saying, no matter what he's saying, I hear a burbling brook or or the sounds of a protest march behind him. Or an Indonesian village somehow. Exactly. Yeah. That's into that's a good explanation, Rob. But yeah, no, Oscar, my six year old, will truly just be talking about what he's doing when no one is there wow. listening to him. Wow. He'll ask what's for dinner, let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that good? Because then you have some uh, some transparency, right? I mean, that's not going to last. Hold on to that. I mean, the problem is I don't read the comments section. <laughs> never read the never. comments. Yeah, never. Never read the comments. Read the comments. So you okay. don't know. So you. So the kids never know what's for dinner. Yeah, I don't know what I'm making for dinner even. In the comments, he says, he says, I want spaghetti. Thanks, Obama. Right. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> I want spaghetti. <laughs> Wake up. Spaghetti's the best dinner. Hey, speaking of which, that, that, that tunnel thing you guys were talking about before, I, I thought that was so crazy because it's like they've run, the chemtrails thing, like they've run out of sky to be scared about. <laughs> it was like right. they've, they've pioneered the new frontier. My daughter, uh, who has just turned nine years old, her personal hero and sort of guru is uh, our friend Elliot Kalin from the Flophouse. Oh, yes, my old coworker. And Elliot Kalin is has very democratic film tastes. He's he loves he loves the great films of film history. He loves the great films of today. Mm-hmm. The only category of movies he doesn't like is comedies made in the last 20 years. Mm. But my daughter has gotten from him this interest in bad movies, which is weird because she does not yet know what a good movie is. <laughs> so she unironically likes bad movies, but she understands that they're bad because she's read reviews of them because she's also very interested in Common Sense Media, the, the family movie review website. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I feel like I didn't know. I didn't like dislike a movie. I think the first movie I disliked was the uh, Matthew Broderick starring Godzilla movie in 1998. Ooh. <laughs> I think that's the first time I'm like, was that it? Did I not enjoy a movie? I, I love movies. I love seeing a movie. Was that's that what happens. That's adolescence, man. You get some broken? pubes, you dislike a movie. It's probably a little too late, honestly, yeah. thinking back. Should have been maybe when you were 13 instead of 16, but. We had, um, I think we've, I think we've imbued our kids with like at least the idea that there can be a bad one, even if they don't, they don't see it. Right. We went to see that that Kevin Spacey movie Nine Lives, where he becomes a cat. I don't know if you guys saw that. Jordan, maybe too close <laughs> to home. <laughs> I'm li- I'm living it, baby. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, the, it was. I would call it alimony payment. The movie. Right. Right. <laughs> we went to see it, and uh, we were in the movie theater, and my son, who's both the product of of the sort of critical upbringing, I would hope, and also the digital age yells out in the middle of it, pause, pause. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter watched uh, two days ago a movie called Journey to the Center of the Earth. The old old one? So this is from 1989. Oh. Uh, Apparently it has nothing to do with the book Journey to the Center of the Earth or the past or more recent films of the same name. It is, in fact, a sequel to a different movie that has a different name. Terms of Endearment. <laughs> yeah, Terms of Endearment. Howard's End. <laughs> um, uh, it's called The Piano 2, colon, Journey to <laughs> Journey the Center, to the center of, the of the Earth. earth yeah. uh, the stars of this movie, and I swear to God this is 100% real, are Kathy Ireland 
and Emo Phillips. Wow. It is not a comedy, by the way. I want to be clear. I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure the chemistry is hot. Crackling. (laughs) The snap, crackle, pop between those two. Like basic instinct. Just pure sex. Does he do the, does Emo do the voice though? Yes. I think that's his voice. I'm pretty sure that's how he talks. I've socialized a little bit with Emo Phillips and if, if, I think that's his voice. I guess I guess it would have to be because I'm thinking like Bobcat Goldthwait, who like right. you know he has kind of a gravelly voice, but he also turns it on for that sort sure. of thing. He doesn't always be yeah. that voice. Yeah, Bob, as I call him, my <laughs> friend Bob. Uh, yeah, he talks pretty regular when he's not doing the thing. Yeah, but Emo Phillips, I think he's doing the thing all yeah. the time. I mean, Jordan Jesse Go listeners have heard Maria Bamford on this program. She talks like Maria Bamford. I mean, she does yeah. a bunch of voices interact, but right. Maria Bamford has a has a distinctive manner of speech. I think Emo Phillips is the same. They just found the right career for it. Uh, can I ask you guys, now that I have two two dads on the line, can I ask you guys a dad ethics question? Mm. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask us for a dad three-way, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. The old daddy hat trick. The... <laughs> Menage a pas. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you, Rob. Oh, Rob, consider becoming a professional comedy writer. <laughs> uh, so I was I was on the Facebook today as I You sound as, like a dad when you say the Facebook. Yeah, well, I'm on the Facebook uh looking out for uh looking out for all the TikToks on the Facebook. <laughs> looking out for the latest TikToks. TikTok. Sure, sure. See what I'm doing it again. It's funnier the second time. Yeah, I think so. And then the third time, it's going to be great. Oof. Just gonna, we're going to fucking lose our shit. Um, and so Facebook is suggesting groups to me, groups that I can join. And one, you know, usually I'm listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not there to. I'm not there to hang around in some group. You know, um, I'm here to see pictures of Rob's kids playing on a homemade <laughs> arcade cabinet. <laughs> and then I'm out of there. But one group caught my eye. Um, and this is a group. It is recommended to me. It is called Punk Rock Dads. Ooh. He, here's the about this group. It's hard being a man these days. There's a lot of expectations. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It really opened much more troublingly. Than yeah, I, 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 I know. I think I don't think this is going in that direction. But okay. let, let me know what you guys think. Because I, I, I also was concerned. It's hard being a man. A man these days. There's a lot of expectations on us to act and be a certain way, and this can make it hard for us to express our true feelings. After becoming a dad, I have felt it in, I have felt increasingly isolated. My life is made up of work, home duties, and my family. This doesn't leave much room for anything else. I've always had a deep love of music and still find solace in listening to punk rock. I often find that song lyrics mirror exactly what I may be feeling. I wanted to create this page for other guys to come together and express their feelings through the power of music and lyrics. The lyrics can be whole or in part, in or out of context. It's what they mean to you that matters. This is a safe place to open up, express yourself, and support each other. Let's keep it positive. This is originating from the sunshine coast of Queensland. In conclusion, hey there. You're an (laughs) all-star. Yes, that classic punk rock anthem. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, I, I, I am so curious about this. As dads, is it eth- do you think it's ethically okay for me to request to join this group if I am not a dad? Or am I mm. am I 
dropping it? Like, am I, is this not for me? I guess is what I was, what I'm asking. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I mean, I would start by saying that it's, it's whether or not you're a dad, it's hard being a man these days. Sure. I mean, you could just, you could just, um, you could just say you're a cat dad. (laughs) That's true. A proud cat dad. A plant papa. <laughs> My question is why why you want to why you would want to. I'm just curious. I think it's probably gonna be fun. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm I, you seem like a bit of an anth- anthropologist, right? Walking in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, you know, I mean, I I enjoy discussing punk rock with people. Uh, you know, so maybe I would get some good music recs or, you know, see some good. I think it's I think it's okay. To, the dad part doesn't bother me, but I think you're. You know, you're sort of like violating the, the any, for like any Facebook group. You're sort of violating the veil of of private, not privacy, but the sort of like you know non judgmental space and, and all that. So, uh, I mean, or you could just you know not use protection and then get all the punk rock you want. Right? Yeah. And well, I guess maybe alternately, can I borrow one of your kids there you and go. take a picture of us <laughs> in a remote? And like, I'll put the kid in a Ramones onesie. I'll take a picture of us, <laughs> and then that'll be my proof. Jordan, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. Take as many as you want. <laughs> yeah. Kids or pictures? <laughs> I mean, my my only concern is that Jordan could theoretically, potentially, take one of my kids, take pictures, and then return the kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a Ramones onesie that they're attached to. <laughs> you have to have a lawyer draw these papers up before you agree to this. Yeah, I mean, my my dream situation here is that Jordan raises my children on my behalf. <laughs> Jesse, I guarantee I'd do a horrible job. <laughs> I'd make it my business to do a bad job. <laughs> this is all the long game just for that, right, Jesse? Oh, uh, yeah. We, when, Jordan and I, when I first met Jordan, when I was 19 and he was 18, and I was his RA, I said to myself, this guy, this guy is going to raise my children. <laughs> this guy would raise my raise my kid for the purposes of joining a Facebook group and not feeling bad about it. Oh, I love that. I love a Facebook group. Facebook group. Yeah. That's that's my only thing I like on Facebook actually. What do you are you guys what do you what do you what are, what are your groups? You guys are grouping? Let's hear about these groups. I'm in a baseball podcast group. I like that cuz it's it's other baseball nerds who are really nice. You know, sports people aren't always the sure. <laughs> the most reasonable in their discourse, discursive forms. You know what I mean? Sure. Sometimes a sports, you know, a sports subreddit or something just d- devolves real hard and fast sometimes. And this uh, podcast Facebook group about baseball, it's just people posting a picture of, uh, well, I'll give you an example. The other day, uh, Major League Baseball star pitcher Zach Grenke. Um, asked them to fix the mound because he didn't like the slope of the mound. So the while the ground crew guys came out, he just sat down cross-legged immediately behind the mound and watched them fix it. Somebody posted a bunch of pictures of it. It's great. That's what I want to look at. That sounds nice. That's exactly what I want out of a baseball group is that. I don't want anything else, nothing else. Rob, you grouping? You grouping over there? I, I have one that's actually it's actually structurally similar to Jesse's because what it is, it's um, I went to this super snooty uh, conservative uh, prep school uh, from uh, elementary through high school, and uh, in the south. And um, there's this this group they've started, which is um, it's basically all the kids who were sort of either now or were secretly liberal. 
<laughs> and the te- and the teachers have joined too. And it's like, what's funny is that it tracks completely with like the unpopular nerd kids, oh. you know, and to some extent, like there's none, you know, none of, none of, none of the glitterati would ever be found in this one, but it's like, like we never spoke to each other. We never talked about this stuff in school. And it's like, now we finally found each other way too late. I love this. So like you were all like, you know, you are all secretly, you know, listening to NWA or something, but just not letting everybody else know. Exactly. We all had like really good headphones. Yeah. You got to have good headphones when you're... And the other one, the other one, wait for this, Instapot recipes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I have started joining... I've been using my Reddit as a place to look at that won't upset me on my phone. Like I, I, took, I took Twitter off my phone. I don't go on Facebook on my phone. I just go on Reddit and I've carefully curated it just to be only not upsetting things. So today I joined uh, fruit.reddit.com. Mm, wow. <laughs> because I was thinking about this great pluot that I ate. Oh. <laughs> I was great. like, man, I wonder if there's a fruit Reddit where I can talk about this great pluot. And is that the kind of thing that's going on on the fruit Reddit? Is it just people saying like, you know, it's stone fruit season. Somebody posted a picture of a really nice mango. Okay. And then I'll, and then I was, you know, I'm in a couple of like, uh, I'm in a Reddit for this kind of Japanese van mm-hmm. that I like, you know, it's like a, it's just like a, uh, like an off-road van. I love the idea of an off-road van. I would never buy an off-road van, but yeah, I'll look at a picture of that once a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, when you go off-road, what you want is something with a really high center of gravity. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of stuff you're storing in it. Lots of weight. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in slowcooker.reddit.com. I'm on that. <laughs> I, I love, you know, you guys know how I love my Crock-Pot, baby. Sure. Listen, Crock-Pot and Instapot, we can't talk to each other. Oh. Hatfield-McCoy right. thing. I'm feeling a lot of pressure from your Instapot. <laughs> oh. It's a, also a pressure cooker. And Jesse, I think uh, your way of cooking is a real crock. I have, I have no dog in this fight. I have a Crock-Pot, but I don't use it that much. Um, guys, I actually had a really good cooking success. Can we, I turn this into cooking corner? Yeah, sure. Do please do. But please do not bring up that pot. Okay, it'll upset Rob. <laughs> a fair point. I um, I, as as I've mentioned in many different ways, my entire media diet is now dedicated towards things that I'm confident won't upset me. So I'm not I'm not <laughs> watching or consuming anything that could even worry me slightly. And for a long time, that meant I got this $3 a month add-on to my Amazon Prime called PBS Living. And I was watching, over and over, I was watching uh, Antiques Roadshow. But I watched like five seasons of Antiques Roadshow. I mean, this is all the time when I'm like so anxious that I'm non-functional. I'll just go downstairs and turn on Antiques Roadshow. And... Uh, but now I've watched too many Antiques Roadshows. I need to take a break. So I've switched to The French Chef with Julia Child, mm-hmm. which is so fucking great. Julia Child rules so hard. Like, it is so obvious why she is a legendary. It's like Mr. Rogers where you're like, holy shit, this person is a genius, like a real actual genius. And you can't figure out why she talks like that 
or makes those faces. <laughs> she gets confused and distracted in the middle of the show sometimes and then makes a funny face in the camera and then keeps going. <laughs> they don't edit around it. Uh, it. She's in like a 1975, you know, like avocado green shag carpet kitchen. <laughs> like everything about it is amazing. And she made this soup on this one episode, potato leek soup. And she says, this is a basic soup you can make any kind of soup out of this. Uh, but even just on its own, it's great. And I was like, I don't know, but maybe I could make that. So I got some leeks. All you do, guys, this is really just going to be me giving out a recipe. You, you dice an onion and you chop up the white parts of some leeks. You saute them in oil. I used, I had some bacon grease on my, on my counter, so I used that. And then you put in some potatoes, any kind of potatoes. You cover it with water. And you cook them for a while. You bring it to a boil, and then you uh, and then you simmer them for uh, half an hour or more. You can use stock instead of water if you want to, but you don't have to. And then you blend it, or you you know I used a stick blender. I think Julia Child used a food mill, if I remember correctly, to smooth it out. I eat the soup. That's all that's in it. I mean, you can put some salt and pepper in there. That's all that's in it. It's great. This is a tremendous soup, guys. Everyone should be making this soup. How come everybody doesn't just say, all you have to do is cover some potatoes with water and you get a great soup? It's like pluots. I feel like it's a secret people were keeping from me. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you know what's the most humbling thing of all is you have like these great cooking successes. And I've had some too during this time of self-cooking for sure. But you have this thing and then it's like, will your kids actually eat it? (laughs) No. And it's like, oh. I could have just heated up Wacky Mac. My kids got angry at me because we got a different kind of beans and rice from a restaurant for lunch today. Mm. It's their favorite food, beans and rice, but only from one restaurant. Other restaurants, beans and rice, make them did, angry and they yell at me. Did they know or did you, did, you, did you tip them off or did they figure it out from the... They can fucking figure it out, these assholes. Wow. You know who I bet told them? Love you. All right. <laughs> bleep that. Bleep that, Brian. Bleep that. Maybe they heard it from some dirty tunnel. I don't want to get on that guy's bad side. That guy's got his own Lambo. Yeah, you don't want to get you don't want to get plowed (laughs) by a Lambo. He'll crank the shit out of you. (laughs) God, he would. My my kid wants a label maker because one time that YouTube person labeled everything in his house for a prank, Mm -hmm. and now she's obsessed with getting a label maker. I'm like, I don't want to. We don't want a label maker. Sounds pretty funny. Love you. Bleep that. Uh, Rob, what are you guys? Because I do in in the Facebook dadding that I was complimenting earlier. I have seen some good cooking experiments. What have you guys been up to? Well, I will say I will say my 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 daughter and I. My daughter's eleven, and she's getting into cooking with me, which is actually a nice a nice uh, uh, outcome of all this. So we made. She got me a little pasta maker for Father's Day, and we made uh, completely homemade ramen, which was hey, pretty awesome. Wow! It took all day. I mean, the, the, the product that takes 30 seconds nice. <laughs> usually, you spend all day, but it was totally worth it. I mean, that really is a, like a, a real project, making ramen. Like the point of ramen in a, in a fast food ramen restaurant, you know, like from the film Tampopo, is that they're cooking it all day long. Yeah. Like they, so they just have a vat of it ready to go. Yeah, it's got to it's it's stew for a long time. 
And and the noodles too. The noodles have a whole crazy chemistry to them, which I didn't even know. You have to like you have to like heat up baking soda in the oven until it becomes this different product, and you have to use that to you know the noodles are so springy, like it makes it gives them this kind of spring to them. It's crazy. How did it come out? It was great. It was great. I mean, it was so good, and I was like, we should make ramen again. And wife's like, why don't we block out some time before we do that? <laughs> yeah, you do it once once a year. You have ramen. You have ramen day. Yeah. It's like giving blood. You, can, you don't want to do it too often. Yeah, yeah, you'll get woozy. Uh, speaking of getting woozy, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, gang, this is Jordan. Uh, no ads this week, but I did want to mention that a TV show that I wrote for is premiering September 4th. It is called Earth to Ned. Uh, it is a really hilarious, weird talk show uh, coming to your Disney Plus app-based television delivery system. Um, yeah, it's from the Jim Henson Company. It's about a uh, giant, crazy alien puppet and uh his crew who decide to have a talk show they beam celebrities aboard the ship and um just just make them endure such nonsense um it was a ton of fun uh, a lot of jordan jesse go favorites involved um eliza skinner was the head writer um past guests sierra Cato and nick weiger were two of the writers and uh yeah it was just a blast some of the most fun i've ever had working on tv and i hope you guys check it out uh earth to ned uh disney plus on september 4th uh give it a watch and if you like it um say something nice on social media it would really go a long way okay thanks a bunch back to the show It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cutner, Instapot truther. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something uh, important? Yes. When? <laughs> I don't really, I don't, I don't really even like apricots, and I don't care that much about plums. <laughs> so why do I love pluots so much? I think it's the feeling of miscegenation. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my America. That's what my America looks like. It's a taboo quality to it. It's my favorite dried fruit. I definitely like, you know. Pluot? Dried pluot? Yeah. I'm trying to find some that's healthier snacks these days. And uh, yeah, you can grab some dried pluots. Uh, that's not just like pluots that have been neglected? <laughs> no, no. I think they've been professionally dried. Deliberately dried. Drying. Deliberately, you know, on purpose. Uh, yeah, great snack. Where are you getting uh, Where are you getting dried pluots? That's a nice yeah. Listen, I don't luxury product. I don't want to. I don't want to be this. I've never heard Jesse guy, so okay? jealous, so nakedly jealous. I don't want to be this fucking guy, but I'm kind of a farmers market guy. I do. Uh-huh. I do a farmers market trip every week. Okay, so sh- shut. The, I know I'm not going to be a fucking farmers market <laughs> person who yells at you about it, but I do it. I like to do it. It's fun. It's a good way to get fresh produce. I go to the farmers market. There's not any fucking dried pluots at my farmers market. Pasadena High School. Oh, I, yeah, I don't What's know. What's so great about your fucking farmer, farmer's market that it gets these dried pluots? Whoa. Okay, listen. I don't want to be a fucking th- three white guy podcast talking about farmer's market. I well, just congratulations, listen, Jordan. I it's can't. your fault. You're the one who that. brought up your special fucking pluots that are dried out. 
that aren't just neglected pluots yeah. like a normal person would have. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good dried fruit. It's a good dried fruit, and I, I will not bring up going to a farmer's market ever again. I, I apologize. A pluot is almost crispy. It has such a wonderful texture. It's like a, but so flavorful. Pluots. When something momentous happens to you, like... You go to the fucking farmer's market. You let's get yourself not, let's, no more special far, let's little, never Oh, I got myself about. my special little dried pluots at the <sighs> farmer's market that I get. Yeah, I, I bring my own bag, okay? They're I bring my own bags. To, I bring my own bags. We're not allowed to have them in Pasadena where the plebes go to the farmer's oh, market. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesse, you like that one because it's got a meat guy? Well, we've got dried pluots, okay. so sucks to your Asmar. <laughs> Well, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Lord, Lord of the, the Flies. Sounds yeah. like Lord of the Rings. Good Lord old, of the Flies. Good old blue collar working class Pasadena. <laughs> um, okay, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN, as this person has done. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and probable guest. This is Kyle from Brooklyn, and I'm calling in about a momentous occasion. I just did my required daily government walk through Prospect Park, and one of the entrances I saw a barbecue. Can you pause it for a second, Brian? Rob, just so you know, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you get the updates from the government. The government says, ever since uh, we've been in a pandemic, the government says every day, go for a little fucking walk. Go go outside and go for a little hi. This is Governor Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. Well, go for a little walk, you fucking asshole. You love it. You love. Ooh, it's a good way to stay connected with your community. Mm, isn't oh. this fun? Isn't this more fun than fun? Hi, actual. F- what font is that? What font did they do that sarcasm <laughs> in? Because it sounds really eff- efficacious. Hi, it's me, Diane Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> If you love going for little fucking walks so much, why don't you give, why don't you give him a kiss? <laughs> I'm a U.S. senator, 85 years old. Okay, go ahead and press play, Brian. Just wanted to give you the background on the little walks. Through Prospect Park, and at one of the entrances, I saw a barbecue making a lot of smoke. As I looked over, I saw a very, very attractive man. He was tall, and he was topless except for an apron, cooking a bunch of good smelling meat on the barbecue and I realized I have discovered a pit hunk just like Jesse Thorne referenced in a recent episode. I'm very happy to have found a pit hunk in my neighborhood. Anyways, roll in 2020. Love you guys. Yeah, pit hunk. I actually found a pit hunk in my pluot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a stone fruit so there's going to be a pit hunk in there. Going to be a stone fruit. Jordan, what would you say is your top stone fruit? (sighs) Boy, I mean... I don't know. You know, maybe this is just my maybe this is just my southern heritage, but I love a peach. I love a peach. I love a I love a nectarine. Yeah. They're so good. A peach. I'm one of these people. I don't know if you know about this group of people, but I'm one of these people who's a little grossed out by f- eating fuzzy fruits. Mhm. I have to. I don't slice. know. I, I didn't. I didn't know you were a group, but I just want to say you're. I, 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 I doused mine in nair before you. <laughs> You love a a hot, young, shaved peach. (laughs) I am genuinely a little grossed out by fuzzy fruits, but a a ripe peach, like an okay peach, there's a a big difference between an okay peach and a great peach, but I think a great peach might literally be the best food in the world. 
It is an extraordinary food. I like them firm, too. I love them firm. I don't like it. I don't like it too juicy. It grosses me out. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You, got, you guys are hurting me a little bit because I love stone fruits, too, but I have this weird allergy. It's just to, like, the skin of stone fruits. Really? Rob? Yeah, it's like this tantalus thing because they're all, all around me. They're so oh good. And But, you know, like, unlike if you, like, peel, you know, an apple or a banana or something like that, it's pretty easy to peel it. But peeling a stone fruit, I mean, that's, like... You've got to get like you know one of the Mach four razors. Like I don't know how you do that that thin skin. It's the, the the labor to pay off is not quite. So if you could fi- if you could find some sort of like hypoallergenic like those Egyptian cats, some sort of <laughs> yes. weird looking hairless, hairless peach. peach. Yeah, yeah. Or or someone alternately someone to, someone uh, from Egypt to just peel them for me. Oh yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Go fiber. Yeah, my brother. You, did you know my brother? My brother Brendan has a couple of those cats. Oh yeah, they they are really something. They are both adorable and terrifying. Yeah, they have nice personalities. Their personalities are really cute. But yeah, I I I do not like looking at or touching them myself. I but you know what? I think they've been very nice. I think they're nice pets. Probably. You know what I really like. I like a Sholo dog. You know those dogs? No, I don't. It's a Mexican type of dog that is almost completely not in not exactly one hundred percent completely hairless. It's got some hair like on its on its head and a little bit of like a of a I think it's got maybe a little bit of a ridge of hair on its on its back, but pretty close to completely hairless. Uh and they're like they're just the neatest. And I do like petting them. I like petting the hairless dog. I have petted them and I have enjoyed it. Uh, Robert, you guys, are you guys pet people? I didn't. I, have, I guess I in the in the. I have not seen any pets, but we, uh, yeah, you would you would know about it if we were. Uh, we can't have them where we are, but um, uh, I was when I was a I was a dog kid growing up, and, and for some reason when I wanted a cat though, and uh, I think when I was two, uh, I kept asking for a cat, and my my mom finally said, "No, your dad's allergic to cats." And I said, "Okay, well, when Daddy dies, can we get a cat?" <laughs> That's awesome. So I was a cold ass motherfucker even then. Yeah, yeah. boy. Fucking single minded. Single minded. You old so and so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh we actually we got an email here. We got one more mm-hmm. call, but we got an email. We right. were talking last week about Sweet James, uh Los Angeles's <laughs> most beloved new billboard lawyer. You familiar Rob? I was literally what driving by that today and thinking about like, is that what you want in a lawyer? <laughs> like the sweetness? Like <laughs> That's the first quality. And his like font non-confrontational bill. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, as you were about to say, Jordan, I think his font is the, the like baseball jersey font. Yeah, like a like if you had a softball team named after right. it. So we got an email from a listener in Austin, Texas, about a lawyer named David Comey. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian has shared this photograph of a David Comey billboard. David Comey, I'm going to say, is about 47 years old. He has the, uh, his face looks like uh, the Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. and his hair looks like Adam Duritz from Counting Crows. Yeah, and his slogan is "The Attorney That Rocks." <laughs> he doesn't seem to be playing a guitar. There's like the background of his thing seems to be like a crowd at a concert, like a stock photo of that. Oh, but, yeah, look at that. I didn't even notice that. 
Yeah, but got, <laughs> there's a I I always I've I remember seeing a uh, a local commercial in San Diego for a guy who says I'm the lawyer in blue jeans, but they didn't film him from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the lawyer, and it's like, well, I take your anyway. Fly, but so I feel like I am like taking David Comey's word that he rocks. He's not like demonstrating it in any way. Is it possible that he just means he rocks back and forth because he has sort of a neuro? <laughs> You know, right, neurodegenerative. He finds it, sure. or he finds it it's soothing. soothing. Right, yeah. Soothing, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah maybe that is. Maybe I, I guess I just assume based on like you know his do and the billboard and you know Austin being kind of a rock and roll town that that's what he was getting at. But yeah, he could just be talking about ways to self soothe. I mean, he does. I would say my number one objection is that he doesn't look like he rocks. <laughs> he I, looks sure. soups chill. Right. Yeah, he looks like more of a like uh, you know an acoustic guitar flip. But I mean, I, he soft rock. He soft rocks at best. He soft rocks. Yeah. If you said to me he was the attorney that rocks steady, oh sure, hmm. I would say yes, of course. But you know the thing about most people who rock often proclaim that. Mm. Just usually, yeah. that usually goes together. Mm-hmm. If it said the attorney who's dank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The attorney that smells like a campfire. Yeah. Yes, I would believe that. I also am unusually bothered by the fact that it says the attorney that rocks instead of the attorney who rocks. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, you're an attorney, man. What's more rock and roll than not giving a fuck about grammar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't live by your the... rules, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, shove it, Judge. That's something I don't put up with. <laughs> when I was going to law school at Chapman... We've got one more momentous occasion. Let's hear it. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm going to guess Nick Adams. Close. A couple days ago, I was out hiking on the local mountains, and I stayed and watched the sunset, stayed a little little bit too long, until after dark, and I was trying to head back down. And I tripped and took about a 15-foot fall off of a cliff. My injuries included uh, breaking my wrist and elbow, I got 15 uh, staples in my scalp, stitches in my eyebrow, a laceration on my palm where you can see the tendons moving, and multiple abrasions all over my body. Uh, I was told that I was lucky to live, and I just thought that I'd share that with you guys, and I'm happy to be here today and uh, being able to listen to the podcast today. Thank you. Wow. Fell off a cliff. First of all, we're glad that you lived. We are. Uh, because otherwise, we wouldn't have anything to fill time on our show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we could have talked about that billboard for another 25 minutes. The one the audience can't see. Oh, that's uh, the one. Uh, but second, and I think perhaps more importantly, this is just what happens if you stay to watch the sunset. Yeah. It's a natural progression of events. Everyone knows if you stick around for the sunset, you're going to fall off a cliff. It's just pure <laughs> karma. It sure. I mean, could could it lead to a romantic uh, moment with a loved one? Maybe. Is that worth it? Fuck no. No. And I mean, 15 feet, that's not far enough to open your parachute even if you got one. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I, I should hope that all of our listeners, hey, guys, I hope you're wearing a mask, and I hope you've always got your shoot on at all times. I know this is going to sound like virtue signaling, okay? But you gotta wear your shoot now more than ever. Can I say something, Jordan? A lot of people say to me, mm-hmm. Jesse, I don't need to wear my shoot. I'm not going up in a plane, and I'm not going up into any bridges. Uh, I'm not going up on top of any tall buildings. And I say, oh, yeah, what about this? What if it rains? Then what are you going to do in fucking gym class? Yeah, sorry, Karen, but I'm going to wear my shoot at all times. Yeah. And you can yell at me and Trader Joe's all you want to, Karen. I respect the greeter at Walmart. I will Thank wear you. my shoot. Wear your shoot. Hashtag it. Wear your shoot, guys. Let's start a movement. Wear the shoot. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to one up you, but you know, my kids are too small for a for a regular shoot. But I already have them practicing with a ripcord. They kid <laughs> oh, wow. uh, Hole in the ground. Start them early. Start them early. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't feel landslide. I don't feel fifteen foot cliff, Rob, because my kids paraglide. Mm. Oh wow! Which is a type of parachute flying. I thought I thought it was like paralegal, where it's like you're not good enough to glide, but you sort of help the gliders. I have by researching for them. I put my cat in one of those wingsuits that they have in the Point Break remake. Oh hell yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> she loves it. So hashtag wear your shoot. Hashtag wear your GTLA shoot. tunnels. Mm-hmm. Hashtag dried plumes. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. Hey, you've got another true-false quiz for me? Yep. Our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can Go Fact Yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Wadiway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick! Start flexing! Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cutner, never shooter. <laughs> Rob, I alluded to the fact that you have a new television program at the top of the show. 
then failed to ask you anything about your new television program. What is the nature of this new television program? Well, honestly, it's been so long. Now it's off the air. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. We're just trying to fill time here, Rob. We're just doing our best. I get it. I get it. As am I. Uh, it is a new show called Gander, and it is another entrant into the topical fact-based comedy genre a la CMB or John Oliver, Hassan Minhaj, but it takes on topics that are sort of more evergreen, uh, uh, things like corporate, corporate, corporate uh, exploitation and uh, sort of things that are not wedded to the news. But um, and it has a bunch of sketch comedians and a lot of kind of more outrageous R-rated humor uh, in it. So sort of a different part of the ecosystem, as it were. That's pretty cool. Where is it? Uh, where is it televisioning? Uh, it is on. A, it is on something called Tubi. T U B I. Tubi! Ah, Tubi, listen. I've never heard that reaction. To- <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's why I love Tubi. They got a bunch of old mystery science theaters on there and the mm. 1970s Tales from the Crypt movie. <laughs> it is a weirdly large library of all kinds of stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, I actually like that, but I didn't know anyone had that. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Tubi head over here. It's one of these things. It's, it's like a channel on your Roku, and it's also a website, and it's also a dessert topping, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's non-dairy, too. <laughs> yeah. Are any of these uh, sketch comedy people, people that we might know and love already? There, there are. Uh, there's a bunch of people. Instead of one host, we have sort of a rotating cast uh, sort of per episode. So there's, uh, you've got Louis Black, you've got Oscar Nunez, you got Rachel Dratch, uh, Jay Moore, Miles Giovanni, um, a, real, a real host of people. Hey. Uh, um, two, two of the kids in the hall. Whoa. Yeah. But we have to tune in to find out which ones, huh? <laughs> yes. I should say two of the living kids in the hall. <laughs> you killed one of the kids in the hall? Oh, there's been 19. They're, they're like Dread Pirate Roberts's. It's like the Temptations. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We're the posers who only know the kids in the hall that were on TV, but there were a, there was a huge touring group of kids in well, the hall. There was the Carter children. Right. There was... Uh... <laughs> the Alley Boys. Exactly. Well, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm already Googling Tubi. Yeah. It's yeah. a great place to watch the Tales from the Crypt movie from the 70s and Rob's new show. And Mystery Science Theater 3000s. Yeah, they got a bunch it's, of it's, them. It's, it's, it's a free place, and I did, they just have like, you know, the, like the YouTube, they have the annoying ads that pop in and stuff like that, but it's not a subscription uh, kind of thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Tubi. Yeah. Tubi. Ooh, Tubi, you're looking good. <laughs> now we spend the rest of the podcast with you guys watching an old Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> uh, well, Rob, it is always a joy to have you on the program. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, befriend you on facebook so i can get these family Ooh, updates yeah been missing get it, that so. dad juice man <laughs> yum yum <laughs> glug, tap, glug. tap that maple <laughs> and Chuck get, that, get that sticky dad juice <laughs> our producer is brian sunny d fernandez uh, you can find us on reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com you can find us on twitter with the hashtags jjgo and hashtag dtla tunnels uh <laughs> We're both on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris and at Jesse Thorne. Rob, you're at Rob Kuttner, right? Uh, RobKuttner.com and on Twitter at, at Apocalypse How. Apocalypse How. That's fun. It's a pun. Um, uh, we're on Facebook where you can like Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, we're, you know, just whatever. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Do whatever. Whatever. Just as long as it. you're wearing your shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Please. What if it rains? <laughs> Can't play tetherball if it's raining. It's true. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.